Welcome to the Ask Zach Show. I'm your host, Zach Childs. I've spent the last 30 years working in the music industry here in Nashville, Tennessee, during which I've done everything from touring with major artists like Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood to playing the nastiest dive bars or even the occasional wedding. This show is all about barreling down the rabbit hole on all things guitar and the music we love. We will cover the legendary players, gear insights, and even some interviews along the way. I hope you enjoy. To support the show, follow the links in the description to find out about my Patreon page. Or go to my store at AskZach.com to pick up a coffee mug or t-shirt. Now, let's dive in. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to another Ask Zach. So today we're going to answer the question of why I feel that the uh, Deluxe Reverb is the ultimate uh, guitar uh, combo amp ever. So I'm going to kind of divide this up into my personal tonal journey and then the nitty-gritty. So let's start with my tonal journey. So when I was 13 years old... Uh, I had just been playing the guitar for, you know, a year or so. And I was starting to play at my church. And it was a uh, Assembly of God church, which is, if you're not familiar with that, that's, uh, you know, one of the churches where, uh, you know, they uh, 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 they they get down. They get, they get excited and, uh, you know, and there was a lot of music. Uh, while in a lot of other churches, they might have had like a choir and an organ. Because again, we're going back to the 1980s here. Uh, this church had you know, drums and bass and electric guitars and organ and piano and roads and all sorts of stuff. And the music was very lively. Well, I was playing there on Sunday mornings and also in the youth group. And there, uh, a traveling evangelist came to, uh, to our church and he had a, a motorhome. And uh, they had a son that I found out played, uh, you know, played bass. So, of course, I had to go over and meet him. So I met him, and he had this Vantage short-scale made-in-Japan bass that was red. And uh, he pulled it out and was kind of, you know, of course, making noise on it, not plugged in. And then he said, I said, well, do you have an amp? And he said, yeah. He said, it's not really a bass amp, but it's, you know, somebody gave it to me. And he pulls out. Black face deluxe reverb. Well, he plugs into that and he starts slapping and popping and stuff, and it sounded, you know, pretty good for that. But he said, uh, you know, of course, I didn't know any better. He said, "This is actually a guitar amp. Do you want to take it home and mess with it? You know, check it out." And I said, "Sure." So I took it home, and oh my goodness, I was blown away by the sound of it because, one, it was a great sound. Two, I had a Fender Sidekick Reverb 35. Now, this was an amp that Fender produced in the mid-1980s that was transistorized, and it had a kind of strident, clean sound and uh, very much lacking warmth. And two, it had a... Uh, 
it had a volume gain and master and you could turn the volume and gain up and the master down low to get this really awful distortion sound now of course this was you know I was just learning how to play and this was what my parents bought me and I'm grateful for my to my parents for buying me that but there was a huge 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 difference in tone between those two and when I heard that deluxe reverb like that was the sound I wanted and I think at the time my takeaway was any Fender tube amp sounds like this and I was wrong so next I uh, of course my friend you know the uh, evangelist son would not uh, didn't want to get rid of the amp so then I started looking for a Fender Deluxe well another person at our church had a brown deluxe from 61 and he sold it to me for $50 and I, so I had a, again this is in the mid 1980s so I had a brown deluxe uh, and it sounded great but it didn't sound like a blackface deluxe reverb it uh, if you've not heard a brown deluxe a brown deluxe has a very kind of woody thwonk to the notes uh, it's very percussive uh, it's a great sounding amp but it kind of excels at overdrive it kind of it's actually one of the most martially sounding amps you know out there uh, combos that Fender made so I liked it but I still was kind of searching for that sound next up I uh, played with a uh, another traveling evangelist and this guy had a uh, he had a early 60s double cutaway Gretsch White Falcon of course covered in gold gold Bigsby and he played Chet style and he had a 1979 twin reverb you know the ultra linear 135 watt amp and uh, at this point I had a PV stereo chorus 400 which was this transistorized 212 amp with built-in chorus well we ended up swapping amps and again I'm wanting that deluxe reverb sound and I'm still not getting it so next I finally end up moving to Nashville moving here to Nashville and I start getting all sorts of different amps I got a black face twin with a 15 I got a 69 silver face twin I uh, bought some music man amps from the 70s uh, and that was because of you know seeing pictures of James Burton and Albert Lee using them like in the hot band you know era uh, you know went through all these amps uh, and still you know thinking of the deluxe reverb by that point I'm thinking of it only as a you know, maybe a recording amp it's not a gigging amp and it's not the amp for me and I just wasn't even giving it the time of day then I went through a Vox phase and uh, and part of this was because of John Jorgensen and also because of Brad Paisley because Brad and I were were uh, you know both going to Belmont University we were classmates and uh, he had two vintage early 60s JMI uh, you know, AC30s that one of them sounded really nice one of them didn't but uh, so I was hearing these Vox sounds and so I kind of went after the Vox thing and that kind of kept going and finally I ended up getting uh, a Dr. Z Maserati which was an amazing sounding amp and then I went to work for Brad Paisley and I played Dr. Z amps 
you know, EL84 kind of Voxy type, you know, like the Maserati, the Carmagia, the Extra Strength Prescription, the Stingray. I was playing all those amps for about eight years exclusively, not playing anything else. So, uh, ironically, Dr. Z called me and he said, I've got this endorser who is from Phoenix and he's coming to town to do a uh, artist showcase and there's uh, no one in Nashville that will rent amps. And I said, well, they don't need to rent. I'll just, I'll just let them borrow, you know, you know, one of mine. And so it ended up being JD Simo. And so I loaned JD an amp and I ended up actually playing with him for this showcase. And, uh, you know, we started a, uh, a friendship that continues to this day. I'm grateful to say. And, you know, JD was going for a, uh, a country, you know, record deal. He was trying to get a record deal and it didn't happen. And the band, you know, of course broke up and, uh, you know, he was, you know, of course needed to pay the bills and he ended up getting the gig with Don Kelly. Now, if you're not familiar with Don Kelly, Don Kelly is like the, the John Mayall of, uh, you know, of country Telecaster stuff. So, you know, like John Mayall was to, to British blues guys, you know, Don Kelly is to like Telecaster dudes. So the guys that have been through his band are like Red Volkart and Brent Mason and Johnny Highland and, and Guthrie Trap and on and on. Well, JD uh, took the place of Guthrie Trap after Guthrie Trap moved on. And JD had had the gig for about a year. And he had asked me to, to come see him play a couple of times and I didn't do it. And finally, he asked me again. I felt like I was being a bad friend, and so I went out and saw him play. Now, again, you have to remember that when the last time I played with him, he was playing really loud, uh, playing Dr. Z amps, and with a big pedal board, and he was playing a Telecaster with a G-Bender. He was kind of in a, a bit of a Brad Paisley mode. Uh, so I, that's kind of what I expected to see when I you know, went to see the Don Kelly Band. Nothing wrong with that, but it was like I'd already worked for Brad Paisley. So I mean, so I show up at at Robert's Western World on Broadway in downtown Nashville, and there's JD, and he has a Telecaster, a coily cord, no pedal board, no effects of any kind, and a deluxe reverb blackface one. And his tone was amazing. He wasn't mic'd up. Uh, it was clean. It was, but just had a little bit of hair on it. It was fat. It had mid-range to it. It was the sound, the sound that I'd been searching for, you know, all that time. So finally, I, uh, you know, I broke down and said, you know, I think the Deluxe Reverb, you know, is the amp. You know, I'd kind of poo-pooed it and thought, you know, it's just a, you know, it's a practice amp or it's a recording amp. So I went and got this amp. So I got this about 11 years ago at Guitar Center here in Nashville, and it was in the uh, the vintage department. And uh, I got it, and then I had some basic work, uh, you know, some maintenance pulled. So that's kind of my tonal journey. So now let's get into the nitty gritty. So the nitty gritty of it. To me, the Deluxe Reverb is the perfect amp. And what makes it the perfect amp are a number of things. 
one, the 6v6s in it uh, produce the right amount of kind of mid-range and they don't produce a lot of low end. Also, the transformers are not that big, also helping in producing more mid-range and not as much low end because low end, extreme low end is kind of your enemy uh, when playing with a bass player or recording. Uh, secondly, you have the cabinet size. This cabinet size, to me, is the right size. The cabinet size is kind of, you can kind of compare it to the, the size of different guitar, acoustic guitar bodies. And I think this is kind of in that sweet kind of L00, triple O kind of uh, size that produces a, a balanced sound. Also, you have a 12 inch speaker, which to me, especially for playing single coil pickups, I, I prefer a 12 inch speaker. Tons of guys have gotten great tones with 10s, but to me, a single 12 is, is kind of the ideal single speaker amp. Uh, I do like a 210 amp. Of course, I used to own a Vibrolux Reverb Blackface one, and it was great, but to me, the Deluxe is better. It's, the Deluxe is sweeter. It doesn't have the, the wide frequency range that a Vibrolux does, but it has a sweeter mid-range, and it has just everything pulled into the right sweet spot. 22 watts. Uh, to me, 22 watts is the sweet spot. You're kind of able to get, you have enough headroom, and uh, yeah, I'd, and if I need more power than that, frankly, I don't really want to do that anymore. Uh, I will have to say that in the 90s, I did play through two twin reverbs at the same time, uh, and I had them at least on five, and uh, that was pretty loud, and, and that was not good for the audience and it wasn't good for me and so I, I try to protect my hearing and I try to protect the hearing of the audience and uh, I try not to get in a situation where I have to perform with uh, with earplugs if you as a musician are wearing earplugs you're you know yeah don't destroy your and you know, don't make everyone have to put earplugs in okay I'm gonna stop preaching get back to the amp yeah so 12 inch speaker uh, the cabinet size it's just you know the sweet spot, and I think Leo kind of hit it on the head here. The uh, the Tweed Deluxes in the different formats are all great, but they kind of have an overly compressed, and they have really flubby, you know, bass, and they tend to, you know, kind of get distorted pretty quick. The Brown Deluxe, as great as it is, to me, it's kind of a one-trick pony. It's a great trick, but it's not the trick I want. Uh, then you have this amp that is a great platform for any guitar, and it's a great platform of effects. Uh, I will say that I feel like the uh, the Deluxe has a couple of small deficiencies, but they can be addressed. So first off, the stock amp can be bright at low volumes, and that's because they wired in a bright cap on it. You know, on the bigger amps, Vibrolux and Up, they got a bright switch, which on that you can just leave the bright switch off to make it more pedal friendly and also uh, just make it not sound thin at lower volumes. Well, on these guys, you kind of need to, to clip it or desolder one leg of it. And you can have, you know, a tech do that if you're not, uh, you know, savvy and it shouldn't be horribly expensive. So that's one. Uh, the second, uh, you know, would be that it kind of is a little lacking in mid-range. 
and blackface amps in general are, are somewhat lacking in mid-range. Now, the big amps have mid-range controls, which are nice because you can turn those up. Now, the Deluxe doesn't have a mid-range knob because it has a fixed mid-range setting internally, and it's set low. Now, there's a number of ways to address this, to raise the mid-range. One, you can turn your treble and bass controls down really low and turn the amp up higher, which will raise the mid-range. Another way of addressing this is to actually change the resistor in there, and that can bring up the mid-range. Of course, it's non-adjustable. Another way is you can have another knob installed, and a lot of guys, uh, Dave Wilson, the Tone Quest report is a proponent of this, is uh, using the external speaker jack and removing that and putting in an, a mid-range knob there. So that's another thing you can do. Uh, the way, and then one other before I tell you what I do, and that's you can simply get a you know a boss or some other type of EQ pedal and you can just jack up some mid-range. That's kind of a simple way. Of course, you need to leave it on all the time. What I chose to do because also. With a Telecaster, I feel like the bass needed to be tightened up and I felt like the high end needed to be kind of smoothed off is with a speaker change. And so I tried out all sorts of speakers and all the speakers were great in their own right. But for me, the Vintage 30 by Celestion is the ultimate speaker to put in this amp. Uh, that's the speaker that was in JD Simo's Deluxe Reverb when uh, when I went and saw him and was blown away and kind of came full circle on the Deluxe. And also when I interviewed uh, Reggie Young at his house for, uh, for the True Tone Lounge, I looked in the back of his Deluxe Reverb amps. Yep, vintage 30s in both of them. He had a black face and a silver face. Both of them had vintage 30s. So what the vintage 30 does is it gives it more mid-range, it tightens up the low end, and then the uh, the highs, it kind of smooths them off. So for a single coil guy, again, it's kind of the ultimate. And even for a Les Paul or a 335, I still think it's kind of the ultimate speaker. Uh, as far as like uh, tubes and such, uh, I do use new old stock, you know, uh, US, you know, made tubes in the preamp section in the important, you know, areas like, like V1 and... Uh, also, you know, in the driver, you know, in, in the areas that are important to tone. Uh, if it's not important to tone, I'll use, you know, a, a newer, you know, tube. Uh, for the 6V6s, I use new tubes because I haven't had good luck with new old stock tubes because I've had a lot of them that have been uh, said to be, you know, new old stock, but they died pretty quick. And uh, I just don't have the faith in uh, new old stock 6v6s anymore. So I'm using new production 6v6s, and my favorite is the Tongue Soul that are made by Electroharmonics in Russia. I think they are kind of true, you know, to the original sound. They're, do they sound as good as an amazing, you know, set of RCA 6v6s? No, but they're, you know, kind of, they're close. So that's what I use in my other deluxe reverb. I have a second one. I have a, a 67 that's also a black face. And in it, I have JJ's. And that's just because that will, that's what was in the amp when I bought it from my, my, my friend Brett Moore. Um, 
and I've done the same mods to both amps. Uh, they both have the bright cap clipped and they have uh, uh, vintage 30 speakers. So that's why, you know, I love these amps. Um, I've never been disappointed in them. Uh, they always produce a, a, a pleasing sound and, uh, and I love them. Um, I do have two of them. And the reason I have two is that whenever I'm doing a paid gig, you know, someone's paying me to play, I bring both of them. And the reason I do is in case, you know, one of them goes down. So I will, depending on how far away I'm able to park, you know, from the bandstand, you know, if it's close, I'll just leave the other amp you know, in the car, especially if it's a cramped stage, you know. Uh, if it's, you know, if it's further away and the, and the stage is bigger, then I'll bring both amps and I'll just have the other one sitting back there. So, you know, if anything happens to this one, you know, I just pull the other one up, move the microphone over, move, you know, your quarter inch cable over to the other amp and you just keep on going. I also always bring a spare Telecaster and a spare, uh, not a full pedal board, but I bring a spare overdrive pedal and a delay pedal. And it's an analog delay so that I can put batteries. So they have fresh batteries in both of those and I check them you know, every, every month or two. And I also have a backup uh, one spot with a two daisy chain thing. So in case the batteries go out. So I guess I have suspenders and a belt in that sense. So that's, uh, that's what I do. Uh, that's why, you know, and, uh, I love these amps. Uh, I don't have a problem with uh, taking these, you know, uh, for, for short, you know, runs, uh, taking, you know, taking it across the U S and I just have padded covers that I put on them. I don't have them in road cases and, uh, and I enjoy them and use them. So that's, uh, that's my take on the deluxe reverb and, uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed it. Hope you learned something. Uh, please comment below on, you know, kind of what your favorite you know, amp is and you know maybe if you've been on the deluxe reverb journey or what have you and or if you just want to disagree with me so thank you so much for watching i hope you have a great week see ya bye bye Thanks for listening to the Ask Zach podcast. If you want to dive deeper, check out my website, askzach.com, to find more articles and further info on each episode. And remember, it is the support from you, the listener, that keeps the show going. Thank you, friends.